talking about basic gratitude this morning and looking forward to our Thanksgiving service. I think this is going to be a a very special and memorable service uh, for us today and I'm so glad that you're here. I hope you've had a nice Thanksgiving week. You know, this time of year, maybe more than any other time, opens the door for reflection. And we are given the opportunity to consider just how blessed we truly are and then offer uh, thanks to our Father in Heaven for those things. And, and I'd like to start with uh, something that was a Thanksgiving tradition in many of the early American churches. In fact, uh, this really goes back before the time of Christ to the worship that took place in the Jewish temple. And we're going to get started this morning in Psalm 136. Psalm 136. It's not on your notes. So some of you had already turned to 1 Corinthians because you're just that smart and just that good. Uh, But we're going to Psalm 136 this morning. Psalm 136 is a unique worship psalm because every verse has the same ending. For his mercy endureth forever. And uh, so to get us loosened up for a great Thanksgiving service, we're going to read this chapter responsively like they used to do in the Great Awakening, like they used to do in the Old Testament temple. And so I'll read the first part of every verse, And you will answer together, for his mercy endures forever. And so my part's going to change 26 times, but you have the easy part, okay? It's the same every time. So do you think you can get this? You have the same part every time, okay? You you ever have one line in a play, and uh, you messed your one line up? Okay, don't mess this up, for his mercy endures forever. So here we go. Let's read from Psalm 136. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. So good. Just blown away. 
Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him who alone doeth great wonders. To him that by wisdom made the heavens. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters. To him that made great lights. The sun to rule by day. The moon and stars to rule by night. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn. And brought out Israel from among them. With a strong hand and with a stretched out arm. To him which divided the Red Sea into parts. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. To him which led his people through the wilderness. To him which smote great kings. And slew famous kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites. And Og, the king of Bashan. And gave their land for an heritage. Even an heritage unto Israel his servant. Who remembered us in our lowest state. And hath redeemed us from our enemies. Who giveth food to all flesh. O give thanks unto the God of heaven. Amen. His mercy endureth forever. You know, having a, a special Thanksgiving service allows us to evaluate the level of our own gratitude. God wants his people to be thankful. And, and God doesn't explicitly tell us, uh, you know, to give thanks for every single little thing. Uh, sometimes we'll get confused on this. 1 Thessalonians 5 says that we are supposed to give thanks at the will of God. But what does it say if you actually read what it says? Now let's turn there. 1 Thessalonians 5 in our introductions here this morning. 1 Thessalonians 5. And one of the more famous verses about thanksgiving here in Scripture. In verse number 18. Look at what it says. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God. All right, it doesn't say for everything give thanks. Now, we're going to talk about that, too. That's a good thing to do. But in everything give thanks is a powerful, powerful principle. Because it's God's will that we give thanks in everything, even when the situation's bad, when the circumstances are negative, when the options aren't good, in everything give thanks. And we don't give thanks to the things. We give thanks to the God of heaven. It's like at your Thanksgiving dinner. You didn't sit there and say, thank you, pumpkin pie, for being so good. Now, maybe you did, okay? Maybe you did. Or you said thank you to the person who made the pie. Because giving thanks to the source of everything is really the foundation of our discussion. 
I want you to head with me in the New Testament to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And this is my favorite gratitude verse in all the Bible. And it's so powerful to go through the questions that are in this verse. Basic gratitude can be summed up with these three questions. And these three questions are given to us by God to help us to analyze our lives, to help us to evaluate the gratitude of our hearts toward Him. If thankfulness isn't centered around God, then it's not really thankfulness. It's just a substitute form of gratitude. All legitimate gratitude has to start and end with God. It has to. And I love this verse because it's so simple because it has a who and it has a what and it has a why. That's pretty easy to figure out. And so we're going to read it and then we're going to start working through it. And we'll be doing some things with the crowd this morning and, and just having a great time together. Verse 7, 1 Corinthians 4. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it? So three questions here. Who, what, and why? Now let's ask the first one. Who made you different? That's question one. Who made you different? Now the answer is obvious, okay? Who maketh thee different from another? God. Now I want us to consider together some of the elements of our lives that we haven't been grateful for like we should be. And uh, some, of the, some of the things we're grateful for, it's the same one we say every year. And is it still true? It's still true, okay? But I'm not looking for the generic basics. Thank God for my family. Okay, we know you thank God for your family, uh, hopefully. Okay, uh, thank God for my wife or my husband or my kids. Or thank God for the salvation. Thank God for Jesus. Uh, those are all true. But way to go. It's good. You're on the right track. But that's not what we're looking for in this particular service. Okay, we're not looking for your generic standby when somebody says, what are you thankful for? And you always say the same thing. Okay. Pecan chocolate pie. Oh, did, did I say that? Sorry about that. Supposed to be Jesus is what I was supposed to say. I got that one confused. Uh, how many like pecan chocolate pie? Huh? You've never had pecan chocolate pie? Oh, my goodness. Now, anything with pecans and chocolates in it has to be good, folks. You've got to get this straight. What we're going to talk about today is the things that make us different from each other, that sometimes we consider negatives, but God says they are part of his wonderful creation of each one of us. If there's something in you that has been designed by God in a way that you don't like, or a way that makes you feel embarrassed or ashamed, something that makes you different, we need to address that with this first diagnostic question, who made you different? Now, if God is the one who made you different, should you see your different qualities as negatives or as positives to view through the lens of gratitude? And whether it comes to your body or your intellect or your personality, your genetics, your circumstances, God designed you on purpose. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Before I explain to you what 
activate gratitude means. Uh, I'm going to need your help this morning, and we're going to think together of some things in our lives that it's very possible that when somebody says, what are you grateful for? We have never said this thing, and we've never even thought this thing, and yet it's something we should be grateful for. And maybe you have attention deficit disorder, that people have viewed you different. And you've seen that as a negative instead of thanking God for making you that way. And maybe you've wished that he made you different. And maybe deep inside you think that God messed up when he made you. You've never said it out loud, but you've thought it. And so I want you to help me out this morning. We're going to go fishing for some things that might be different about us that we need to bring to the Thanksgiving table. Now, on stage this morning, uh, we have our Thanksgiving table. And I'm going to invite a few of our staff members uh, to come on up to the table and tell them ahead of time who they are so they can come on up to the table. And what they're going to do is they're going to record our ideas. Okay? So we're going to take and record the ideas. So they're going to write it on a card, and then we're going to put it up on the table here, and we're going to have a display of all the things we're thankful for that are not the generic things that we always say. Did I mention that already? Okay, so if you say family, they won't write down family. Everybody will just look at you. All right? If you say my blessings, they're just going to not write it down. Uh, we should be, uh, don't get me wrong, okay? I want you to be thankful for everything. But I especially want you to be thankful for the thing that you've never been thankful for. Because that's where our gratitude problems lie. Is in the part of us that we've never submitted to gratitude. The part of us that we've held back and said, God, I really should be thankful for this, but I'm not. God, I really should be thankful for my mom, but she didn't raise me right. I really should be thankful for my dad, but he's in prison. And we have these deep inner things that we should be thankful for that we're not. Now, I know we're in a big crowd, so I don't want you to necessarily give me your personal ones, okay? We're going to give it third party. So we're going to ask it this way. Well, what are some things that, that you should be thankful for, that people in general should be thankful for, that maybe they haven't been? Okay, so that way it's not going to be so personal for you. Have you thought of one? Some of you have been sitting there. We got them up on the stage now. We're ready. Something that's different, and so people miss it when it comes to gratitude. All right, so let's get some of your ideas here and get it going. So who's got an idea for us to start us off on the Thanksgiving table? That I can walk, okay? So we're going to do that one. We're going to do that one. That I can walk. All right, who's got another? Stuttering. Okay, so this is a good one. Now, Janice did okay. She got us off to a start. Stuttering. This is a good one. To thank God that you stutter. Now, think about this. Most people see stuttering as a negative. Right? Most people, when they come before God, they don't say, God, I thank you that I can't talk right. Right? In fact, Moses used that excuse to God of why he couldn't be useful in the ministry. That's a good one. I like that one. Right? Who got that? Stuttering. Okay? Did Cole spell that one? 
<laughs> now, your big challenge is when you know it's his turn, pick a really hard word. Okay, and we'll even have even more fun in church. His is, I can't spell right. Okay, he's thanking God for that this morning. What do you got? Procrastination. Procrastination. Okay. Now, I don't know if that's the way that God has made you or there's something you have succumbed to, but we're going to write it down. And is that cold? <laughs> Too good. Yes. Harshness. Okay. So you come across as harsh, and people say, you're a mean person, but really you're just telling the truth, right? So that's a good one. I like that one. Yes? Discrimination. Discrimination, okay? So God has given into each of us the, this filter of how we see life, this paradigm of how we view life, and we can be thankful that God has given us that, but we have to be careful to use it in the right way. Yes? Bad health. I mean, that's a tough one, isn't it? Bad health. To be thankful for bad health. That's a really tough one. Yes, ma'am? Pleasing others. Oh, this is a good one. Pleasing others. So God has given you this thing in you where you just love to please other people. And yet you know that you have to please him more. Okay, so that's something to be thankful for. Yes? ADHD. Okay. Thank you very much, my young friend. I appreciate you. Yes. Mental disorders. Yeah, isn't that hard? Mental disorders. Uh, because what, what the human compassion does is when we see someone who's different in a certain way, we feel badly for that person. And yet when we talk to that person and we get to know that person and we understand that God is the one who allowed that person to be the way that they are, there ought to be some gratitude there, right? So these are tough. These are really tough. You guys are doing so good. All right, table's filling up. Yes. Short temper, right? Yeah, I'll give you, give you one of these. Jesus had a short temper, okay? And he walked in the temple and, and took a whip and cast the money changers out. So does God give us some, some of us a more short-tempered personality? Absolutely. And we could thank him for them. And what's even better is we could get our wife to thank him for them. <laughs> yeah. Addiction. Yeah. You know, that, that's part of our brain sometimes that God has given us this thing uh, where we like to hold on to things and we're steadfast, but when it comes to the wrong uh, substances, it can create a real problem in our life. And so you have to begin this whole section with gratitude when it comes to who made you different. Yes. Being handicapped. Yeah, whatever age or stage of life, uh, that is so tough to thank God. Say, God, I know you brought this into my life. It's so tough. Who made you different? Who allowed your neighbor to not have what you have? Who allowed your brother and sister not to experience what you've experienced? Who is a big question here? Really big. Anybody else have one on the tip of your tongue? Okay, shyness, she says, yes. Tell me again. Fretting. Okay, so if you're a fretter, a fretter. Cole, you spell that one. <laughs> F-R-E-D-D-E-R. A fritter. He's thanking God for fritters up here. All right. Worry. 
see, we had another one, worrying. So that's fret, to fret, to worry. All right, so you guys did really good with this section. You got another one? Being negative, okay? So you're coming at things from the glasses half empty perspective. Disfigurement. Okay, so you guys are thinking now. Now, this is really good that we're getting all these things on the Thanksgiving table. Because as we go through the service, we're going to change from who to what to why. And when we get to the why, hopefully it's all going to come together where we just have a sweet time of Thanksgiving here in our service. So let's, let's keep moving forward now. And uh, I, want you to, uh, I want you to make sure that you kind of keep an eye on these as we move forward. We don't want to say all the same things again, even though we're going to hit in some areas that may have some of these in common. All right? So God is the one who's allowed these things in your life. And the big question about it is, have you thanked him or have you hated him? Have you thanked him or have you said, God, why did you make me this way? Yeah, now this is a big thing about gratitude. See, sometimes we, we get into this area of gratitude, uh, we don't like to get into the who made me different part. But that's where gratitude starts. So there they are at the Thanksgiving table. And now I want you on your paper to activate gratitude. Okay? So with all the stuff up there, with all the stuff everybody's saying, I want you in the quietness of your own heart right now to allow the Holy Spirit of God to whisper to you the differences that you personally have never lifted to God with gratitude. Those differences that you've seen as negative instead of part of your God-purpose design. I want you to write it on your own paper. This is not published. This is just for you. At the end of the service, I'm going to tell you how to personally bring those before God with thanksgiving. So take just a moment to activate your gratitude. Okay? Hopefully, I'll, I hope you'll write in something there that God has brought to your heart. If not, would you say to the Holy Spirit right now, Holy Spirit, make me willing to listen. Because I know that there's something for each of us that we should write as we activate our gratitude. What's that thing about you that people say it about you and you've always thought that's such a negative and yet it's something that God brought into your life. God made you with. God blessed you with. Let's move to question two. What do you have that you haven't received? Once again, the answer is easy. Nothing. Uh, it's nothing. The answer is easy, but the evaluation is not easy. It requires some soul searching. Because most people have something that they hide away from authentic gratitude. These are things that they think that they've gotten on their own. Now listen, here, there are people who think that they've gotten salvation on their own. There are people who think that they deserve grace because they've been so good. And that the necessities of life, uh, they've come uh, on those by themselves and the blessings and the resources, even the ability to work, 
and talents and spiritual gifts, all we have has been received. Here's what we want to put on the Thanksgiving table for this section. All right? Some, some things that people hide from gratitude. Things that people don't like to recognize that they have received. Let me give you a for instance to get your brain moving. Okay? And then we're going to take your suggestions to the table. Uh, how about a diploma? Okay? How many have at least one diploma? Now, for some of you, a diploma was a piece of paper that you got at the end of a very long ordeal. Okay? And some of you, because of that, may have this inner feeling that my diploma is something I've earned. Right? And in fact, that would be the lingo that we would use in a school or college or university setting. These people have earned this diploma. You say, how is God any part of that? Well, who gave you the intellect? Who gave you the ability to do that? And it, so we're, we're bringing these ideas and things uh, to the table. What do you think needs to go on the table for this section? Things that we've overlooked. All right? Things that we've overlooked. Anybody have one on this section? This is a tough section, isn't it? You guys are doing good, though. Yes. His rank. Oh, that's good. That's really good. What ranks are you? He's a staff sergeant. And so he's a staff sergeant, so he could easily think, you know what? I've been in for how many years? 17 and a half years, and I've earned every bit of my rank. And yet, if he doesn't submit that thing to God for gratitude, it's going to cause a problem in the why section. Right? So these are the things that are there in the what section, but they're about to cause us some big problems in the why section. So we, we get it. God's good. He's done all these things. But my rank, that's something I've done. I like that one. That's good. Who's got another? Yes. Inheritance. Yeah, you're the kid who drove the Ferrari to high school. Or the Mustang. Let's, do, let's whittle it down a little bit. The Mustang, all right? Or the Jeep or whatever it was. And you think, I'm all that and a bag of chips. And the kids around me should respect me because my daddy's rich. I like that one. That's really good. Yes. Your drive. So you're, yeah, so I get this. So he says, my drive. And we're actually going to write it just that way. It's kind of like uh, my initiative. Like my will to do something. Uh, my will to push through. God didn't have anything to do with that. That's just courage in me. No, no. That's part of how God made you. That's a thing that comes from God. Right? Who's got another one? Yes. Giving birth. <laughs> oh. Now, I don't know this one uh, from my own personal experience, but I have been around a woman who gave birth. And um, so I could say that that definitely, if you try to talk to a woman and say, you didn't do that, that's a tough conversation, right? <laughs> that's a tough conversation. I like that. That's good. Who's got another one? Help me out here. Who's got one? Yes. Being athletic. Oh, that's huge. Being athletic. So many people, so many athletes refuse to give glory to their creator and they think that they are the thing. Right? Just watch them when they score a touchdown. That's like they're the first person who's ever scored one. 
right? And they're the best at scoring one. And now they invent all these stupid entertainment dances after they score one. It's the dumbest thing ever. Yes. Tell me, beauty? Beauty, that's one. Yeah, beauty. Like, I've worked on this beauty my whole life. Yes. College degree, yep. Very good. Yes. Bank account. Yeah, I've built this bank account up for this many years, and God didn't have anything to do with what I've done, and my decisions in the stock market, my decisions with my mutual funds, that's all on me. It's got to be a, be a big problem in the Y section. Being able to organize, okay? So your abilities, yeah, to, to be able to organize. Yes, your career, that's going to be a big one too. Yes, being a father. Yeah, you kind of think, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm the man of this house, and I got this figured out. Being a father can be one of those ones that gets tossed into this barrel where we don't relate it to God the way that we should. All right, I'll take uh, one more on this section. Go ahead. Intellect, yeah, intellect. All right, you guys are doing great. Uh, now, I want you to go in that section, and I want you to activate your gratitude. Okay, so the Holy Spirit's speaking to your heart right now. And there's at least one thing that you have missed when it comes to gratitude. You've missed it. It hasn't been in the category. It hasn't been one of your generic answers. What are some things that deep inside, now you won't say this out loud, but deep inside you feel like you've done it on your own. That it hasn't been received. And it needs to go into your activate gratitude section. If our evaluation is going to be complete, if we're going to get through this and be what God wants us to be, we've got to be real in this section. So activate gratitude. All right, let's move to question three now. Why do you glory in yourself instead of giving glory to God? All right, let's say the verse again. Who maketh thee to differ from another? God did. What hast thou that thou didst not receive? Nothing. Now, if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it? Now, you already know the answer because it's up on the screen. But that doesn't mean you like the answer, right? The answer is pride. P-R-I-D-E. The original sin of Lucifer. And I'm telling you, any victory, any accomplishment, any success that you have is not because of you. Your performance, your spiritual growth, your children, your family should all reflect God's glory. But there are areas of our lives that we attempt to steal God's glory instead of reflecting it. And it could be that you're thinking of areas of life that need to go here on the Thanksgiving table because they've been left out when it comes to gratitude. When it comes to the why. What are some things that you've held on to and said, you know what? This accomplishment that I've had, uh, this is all on me. And you haven't thought of reflecting glory to God. Now, once again, it's generic. You don't have to say one from your personal experience. But the reason why you're going to have the idea, let's be real with you, is because God gave it to you. Right? Nobody's going to lift their hand. I give an idea that didn't come from God. It's going to come from God. All of it's going to come from God. 
And so the why is big. So let's, let's get some more on the table now in this section. What are some of these areas where we need to think, okay, this is an accomplishment. This is an achievement that I thought I had in my life that I thought was me, but actually I'm starting to see that's just my pride. And I didn't reflect that to God like I should have. Okay? Somebody got one? Yes. A promotion. Ooh, good one. I've worked hard at this job for a long time, and I've been steady, I've been faithful, I haven't missed many days. I deserve a promotion. Now, do you know where most of these, it's, this is so unbelievable. And thank you for bringing this up, Monique. Most of the ones that we have problem with pride on start with these words, I deserve. I deserve. In fact, if you want to know the reason why human beings have an argument, any two human beings on earth, the reason why they have an argument is because one of them feels like he or she did not get what he or she deserved. And when we say the words, I deserve, and we fill in the blank, a lot of times it does not reflect God's glory. Okay, Even if what you deserved was a good or positive thing. That's a good one. Who's got another Yes? Okay. Right. So you're talking about with your sewing, with a quilting. All right. So, yeah. So one of those talents that God has given you. Yes? She's thanking God for her forgetfulness. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, see, this is tough because when you think about it, our failures, they don't fit into the list of achievements, do they? They don't fit in the list of successes. And sometimes we take those failures and uh, there's one of two ways that could be wrong on this. One of them is that we blame our failures on God and his providence. And the other is we own that failure so much that we don't move forward. And we've got to be thankful to God for the failure and that he allowed it to make our lives what we should be. So I, that's a very good one. Our failures, our negative experiences. Yeah, do you remember? Awards, okay, awards. Yes? If we're wiser than somebody else. So wisdom, right? Uh, kind of like uh, the Pharisees would stand and yeah, they would stand in the synagogue and they would stand in the public market and they would say, God, I thank you that I am not like other men are. I thank you that I am wise, that I'm spiritual, that I'm godly, that I'm holy, that I've got everything figured out. That's the why category. And by the way, do you realize that the why category is why the Pharisees are going to end up there instead of there? The sin that will send you to hell is pride. It's what cast Lucifer out of heaven, and it's what we're trying to talk about today if we can get to the nitty-gritty of your life. Because there's something that you're holding back from gratitude because you feel like that's on me. God, you didn't have any part of that. You didn't pave the way for that. That's mine. Yeah, yes. Being judgmental. That could be one, being judgmental. Yeah, yes. Your ability to make friends. 
like I'm a friendly person, a man that has friends must show himself friendly. I've done that. God didn't gift me with that. It's my ability. Good one. Yes. Financial gain. Yeah. I've got the wherewithal and the smarts to figure this out. And uh, yeah, that's definitely one. Who's got another one? You guys are doing so well. We're almost done. We're almost done. Religion. Yeah. <laughs> religion. There is so much pride in religion. Because religion, in a nutshell, is a man-made attempt to get to God. And it started with this thing, well, it started with Lucifer, but after the flood, there's this thing called the Tower of Babel. And they started building, they said, we're going to get a tower that reaches to heaven. We're going to go and we're going to find our own way to God. And the tower became a symbol of their idolatry through religion. And if we're not careful, if we take Christ out of our Christianity, Christianity itself can become a religion. And it's like, well, I've got the thickest Bible, and I know the most hymns in the hymn book, and I wear the right clothes to church, and I gave in the offering today, and you didn't, and it becomes this comparison battle, and religion, I'm telling you, performance-based religion is so full of pride that it's unreal. That's a really good one. Vanity. Yeah, vanity. Anybody else got one? Yeah. Jealousy. Okay, right here. Bless you, my friend. <laughs> Accepting the conviction of the Holy Spirit. That's powerful. That's powerful. Because what we sometimes do is we say, well, I had this idea. Well, where do you think that idea came from? If you're a believer, it came from the Holy Spirit of God. And anything good that's happened in you since you became a believer is because of God and God the Holy Spirit. Yes. Of our authority. That's good, too. All right, now this table is full. And we could keep going for a long time. You guys are really stepping outside the box. And I'm so proud of you uh, for being involved in this. Now we've got to come to the hard part. Okay? We've got to come to the hard part because we have to activate our gratitude. So this section, I want you to activate your gratitude. How has the Spirit spoken to your heart in this section? What is an area of success that you need to bring to the Thanksgiving table because you've tried to steal glory from God instead of offering Him thanks? Now, we started the service with a psalm of praise. And we recited it together. And we're going to end the service today with a time of worship. Now, when you hear that, some people think that means we're going to sing some more. Well, here's the definition of worship. Okay? This is, maybe you want to write a couple things on the back. The Hebrew word for worship is shaka. S-H-A-C-H-A-H is the English transliteration. Shaka, here's what it means. To bow down or fall down flat. It is used 172 times. Here are the English words used in Scripture that are translations of shaka. Worship, 99 times. Bow, 31 times. Bow down, 
18 times. Obeisance, nine times. Reverence, five times. Fall down, three times. Bowed themselves, two times. Stoop, once. Crouch, once. You know, the first time shakai is ever used in Scripture was when Abraham bowed himself toward the ground at Genesis 18. And many theologians believe that's because Jesus showed up as one of the guests to his tent. He bowed himself to the ground. First time Shachar is used. The last time the Old Testament reference of Shachar is used in Zechariah 14, where it says, Worship the King, the Lord of hosts. Now I've told you all this so you won't be confused about worship. Worship means to bow your heart before God. To fall down in reverence. Worship is a different thing than praise. And so when I say we're going to end the service with a time of worship, I mean that we're going to bow our hearts in gratitude before our Creator. And we're going to bring to Him these things that we have on the Thanksgiving table. Now, along with all our generic stuff, of what we are easily thankful for, we're going to bring the things that it's hard for us to be thankful for. The things that we've written down in our Activate Gratitude session. The things that are personal to us. And we're going to offer those before God right now. So here's the way we'll do it. If you can physically bow, I'm going to ask you to just go ahead and come and bow at the altar or kneel right at your feet. If you can't physically bow, then you're going to bow your heart before God. And we're just going to fall before Him and offer Him thanks that because he deserves all glory. He is worthy of our praise. Now, I'm going to ask you a question before we do it. What would keep us from bowing our hearts before God today? Pride. And if pride keeps you from being grateful to God today, then it might be wise for you to check up and see if you've really given your heart to God. Because pride is the original sin. It is the sin that brutalizes the human race, that destroys nations, that destroys families, that destroys all of our interactions, especially with God. And so let's have a time of worship here this morning. If you want to come kneel up here, I'm going to kneel right on the stage and bow my heart before God. And we're just going to take a few minutes. And, and if you need to bring your paper with you, bring it. And then at the end, I'll say a closing prayer, all right? So here we go.